0: FSR
3: Now let's get this party started You're listening to Fox Sports Radio
0: Fox Sports Radio Welcome inside the Aaron Rodgers show With my best friend Woody Johnson F*** you Aaron Rodgers We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios TireRack.com will help you get there An unmatched selection, fast free shipping Free road hazard protection And over 10,000 recommended installers TireRack.com, the way Tire Buying should be. Now yes, we'll have more on the Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Today was the day. We know he's going to be traded. Yay. The Jets would happily pay the price of two first round picks. Oh my goodness. J B T. Yeah, but who would be who would the other owner
5: be to call up Woody Johnson and say, Hey, Woody, I'm going to steal your girlfriend.
0: Who are you gonna call next? Buzz Lightyear? Uh Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. Um Woody. You know, but the whole thing with the Jets is this. They <laughs> suck. Just, no, no, no stop. <laughs> We're on the way up. We need a quarterback, right? It just makes sense. Yes, do the to Raiders you. do the Raiders make sense? Yeah, but the Raiders can sit back and say, well, we could potentially get Tom Brady and only have to pay him $20 million a year and not give up draft picks. It, if if the if you're going to have to pay for Aaron Rodgers and give up draft picks, it's going to be the most desperate team that goes out to do that, and that's going to be the Jets. The Jets are absolutely the most desperate team for a quarterback. They're more desperate than the Raiders, and all the Raiders have is Jared Stidham, right? They are more desperate. So, yeah, that's what's going to make sense. Now, the big question is going to be, oh, does Aaron Rodgers want to play for the Jets? Why wouldn't you? You have a great defense. You have a couple of really good running backs. You have a couple of really good wide receivers. Um, yeah, you're kind of made to win right there. It, would it be your first choice? No, but in the end, you're not going to have that many choices because teams that are going to trade for you are going to be the ones that maybe are some that you're not thinking about. Oh, I'd love to be able to go to Vegas or Pittsburgh. Uh, they might not want to give stuff up, so it doesn't matter. You got you, you to gotta need two people to make a trade. And are the Raiders going to do that when they can say, hmm, Brady would be really interested and it's not going to cost us that much. We could have Brady for the next year or two or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would cost us a lot of money and two first round picks. Yeah, sorry, we're good. Sorry, I, we're, we're going to reunite Tom Brady with Devonta Adams and find out somehow they went to college together at Michigan, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, <laughs> and other teams, they're not going to give it up. But the Jets, that's why it's such a big deal when Peter King from Monday Morning Quarterback reported that the Jets would happily give up the price because they, they're, they're trying to say, we'll give that up. Right. Two first round picks right there. If you're communicating through the press, because that's what's going on. Everybody's communicating. This is why, you know, today Rogers is getting traded. You had reports from Adam Schefter. Packers want to trade him to the AFC if they trade him, right? But why is this getting out unless they're thinking about it? Peter King says, price is two first-round picks. Why is he also putting, hey, the Jets would happily make that move? This is letting everybody know this is the trade. And if you can't give me two first-round picks, the Jets are getting him. The Jets are saying, we're ready to give those two first-round picks up. Anybody else? Sorry, it's not happening. Now we got to sell Aaron Rodgers on New York, which should be pretty easy. The guy loves being a star. He loves being – he's a big star in Green. Green Bay, he'll be a bigger star in New York. It's going to happen. They're all communi- It's All a game, Mike. It's all a big game being played today, and the Jets are winning. And Aaron Rodgers, well, Aaron Rodgers isn't winning because he's going to finish his career with the Jets, but he's going to win the Super Bowl next year. So it's going to wind up being okay. This is this is the- it's all funneling towards Rodgers to the Jets. This is me just saying it, yeah. But it's also follow <laughs> all the evidence today. Follow the evidence today to the AFC. Two first round picks. The Jets will pay it. Um, okay. Hey, I, I it sounds to me like it's almost done. And then Aaron Rodgers the cherry on top of the Sunday says, "Hey, I don't want the money to be a thing. Let's figure out the money. I don't want the $50 million on mode and the $90 million dead cap that's due to the to the Packers if I get traded to be an issue. So let's figure out a way around the money because the thing is is the Jets are going to say, "Hey, if we don't have to if we got to figure out the money, then two first round picks isn't going to Well, we want to for well, let's figure out the money then." So that's how it's going to go. And that's 100% Jets, 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 Jets.
5: That much money this early in the game. I'm saying he's holding nothing better than a pair of face cards straight out of Ocean's 11. Don't want to push too hard too fast. I mean, the price of poker will have to keep going up on Woody Johnson if the opening offers. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll come up with a couple of first-rounders. Yeah, what else could we get out of him when we're going through? <laughs> right, because if nothing else, uh, other teams are just going to want to dance and start talking, talking this up. Uh, so you, you might have a, a gross overpay and You better hope that he's more the guy that was the two-time MVP. And we saw flashes of still that Aaron Rodgers, and he got all chesty about it last week in his appearance with McAfee, a little less so uh, in this one, right? Less controversy, even though he went out of his way to dissect anything anybody had to say uh, about his last appearance. So I'm sure we appeared in there. I know Gronkowski did go on down the line. It's like, you care what everybody's uh, saying about you, Aaron. Rabbit, rabbit ears are up, so you're trying to make it a happier ending. I'm embracing the villain. Nah, you're not. You're crying. And you, you took a safe spot with McAfee and his crew, knowing they're not going to press you on anything. So it's, it's the game now of the ownership, because the AFC is the only thing that makes sense, right? You're not going to trade him unless the package is just grossly over the top. Right, if Carolina or one of these other teams suddenly just says, "You know what? We're all in, and then some," then you'll trade them in conference. Trade them to the South. Have at it. So they win the South. Uh, <laughs> go go for it. But just the idea that you, you limit it to AFC teams. Well, then that really shrinks the pool of teams that could be in process. Then you start looking at their available assets as well as decisions that they have to make within their team. Cause the trickle down effect with the Las Vegas Raiders is not just, Hey, we could bring in Rodgers." No, they've still got to figure out what they're doing with Josh Jacobs. Who doesn't have a contract. And you're still trying to figure out what Renfro and Waller are going forward. In terms of their contractual agreements. So that is some pretty big offensive pieces. Not to mention, your offensive line still stinks. So you've got other things to fix. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're looking to go, yeah, Devontae's over there, but eh, what else? What else you got for me? And I, I really like this quote because I need to make sure we get it in at least once tonight. The, you know, grass always greener. Rodgers said, no, 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 no. The grass is always greener where you water it.
0: <laughs> I don't mind that. He'll it's be a big smart, hit. His about in being New York. Green. Media. Yeah. yeah. He'll be a huge hit with the New York media with stuff like that. And they're going to go, yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, well, I don't know what that meant, but do you think you're done? Do you think you're overrated? You, that was kind you, of folksy
5: in a Green Bay kind of way. That's not going to work in the big city.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, that that was great. I don't know what I don't know what this uh, what this I, I, I Alo wishes tea, whatever it is you drink. But here's the thing: in the city, we drink Budweiser. Okay, that's what it is, and uh, sometimes Miller Light and maybe Coors Light. All right, that's what we have. Oh, I got to ask you again. I, again, I said, are you done? Did you steal money from the Jets to come here? Answer Did that. Did you take money? This is my this is my introductory press conference. Oh, I like yeah, it. I know. It the first question. Getting used to what life is like in New York. It, you, you still haven't answered my question. If you don't answer my question after three times, we go outside and fight. That doesn't <laughs> sound right. This is how we do it in the city. Do we got to go? Ask Daniel Jones what happens. When I say to him and he doesn't give me a question, ask him what happens. You, are you going to answer my question? Are you done? Did you steal money from the Jets? I can't be more positive. I can't be more pers- I'm directing this question to you. Answer this question, Rogers. That's it? There you go. That's going to be his opening place. No Bud Light, though. At there it is. Cereal just that fast.
5: <laughs> they don't drink or Bud Light Or maybe he's got York. some on, Zimas. Dude. Justin, maybe some Zimas like, like Smith nah, used to. Nah, like, New Yorkers aren't lightweights like Smith. No, no, he's no. no, no, no. no. Come on. You, you think dude, Smith come on. still has some of that laying I, around, though? I, so I am drinking
0: impression. Heineken's and Mickey's. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, no, no. I The heyday of Zima is long gone, Carmen. It's long gone. How about a couple of old-style tall boys? Let's go. How about a nice tall, smooth Colt forty-five? How about works that? every time? They still make Colt forty-five. I don't even. Do they still make it light? Can you still get it? They have light. Colt forty-five light. What is that, Colt twenty-three. Colt thirty. We order it online. <laughs> Colt fifteen. It's Colt light.
5: <laughs> it's it's Colt zero five. <laughs> Colt forty-five <laughs> it's, malt liquor. You know what I want? Colt forty-five zero.
0: That's wait, what I want.
5: Can, wait. We can write to them. P. O. Box seven
0: three nine. Milwaukee, okay, Andy Wisconsin, let's go. I can't I can't send an no, email? Like we, we have to write them a letter? No, I want to write them an actual <laughs> letter. Colt 45, I'd like to order a six-pack. Have, Here have you ever thought about sponsoring, sponsoring me back this sports is Stan. talk
5: radio show? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I've enclosed a self-addressed stamped envelope for you to write me back and enclose my six-pack of Colt 45. Thank you, Jason. I uh, y yeah i don't know man i I don't know why, why you say that like it's wrong i i don't i don't know yeah you've done worse things <laughs> i don't know but you've Aaron stolen Rod- mail Aaron it's Rod- true you did steal that mailbox he's gonna be a jet that's that's how all the news broke today in that order adam schefter he's going to the AFC. you know what's funnier than him being a jet it's how it goes you believing it it's it's, it's happening it's happening
5: no, it's 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 a potential. Where to else? Say that it's a done deal. <laughs> Come on, where else he?
0: is he going to go? You fall, you've gone through that, Mr. Burns trapdoor no, 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 before. No, no, look, Don't look look, look, look. But hang be on. Careful. But here's the thing. Yes, is right now part of. Okay, it looks like the Jets. But now it's if you want to get involved. You better get going soon. No, no, that's right. You've got to act fast, and you've got to come with a strong offer. Who else is going to offer that kind of ransom for Aaron Rodgers? You're going to spend a lot of money, and you're going to wind up having to pay, and you're going to have to wind up sending two first-round draft picks. Who else is going to do that? You can say who else is stupid enough to do that. You can say who else is going to do that. The Jets are the the most desperate
5: no, the, the although Colts they don't have their first round no. pick because of the you know last year's no, the, the Colts need to
0: draft a just because a bunch of rich point.
5: guys got together on a boat no. they stole one of their draft picks. How Ravens dumb could is do that?
0: it. Colts got a draft. Colts got a draft at this point. They they can't. But the the go Ravens could trade a Lamar Jackson. Trade a Lamar Jackson exactly. Oh well, if they trade Lamar Jackson to the Jets, then get Aaron Ryle, That's fine. I'm fine with that because they'll get the first. No, round no, no. Round you get nothing. Lamar Jackson. You get a whole lot of nothing. You get more Mike White in that scenario. No, 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 no. I'm all right with that. I, if, if, it, hey, listen. I want Aaron Rodgers. I'll settle for Lamar Jackson. It's you know, I, the, the things, the things. Right, we suffer for our art. Yes, I'll. I'll you know what? I, I'll. All right. I'll be okay with Lamar Jackson. Well, what, what if Brady I'll shows okay up? With it. I'll be okay. I'll, I'll be okay if Brady.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart.
8: Radio app, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best
0: friend Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Scott Rowland is your only inductee into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Joining us now from Cooperstown, as he has already started. Stumping for David Wright for the Hall of Fame next year? Because if John Paul Morosi, if they let Scott Rowland this year, they got to let David Wright in next year. Well, good evening. Uh, I actually disagree.
7: I, I disagree. Uh, Scott Rowland did, of course, uh, he won eight gold gloves and he made seven all star appearances and he won a World Series and a Rookie of the Year. I think overall the uh, the the resume is a bit different than David Wright, but we can have that conversation as as david wright 's time on the ballot comes a little bit closer
0: oh well it 's going to be next year. he had a shorter career right he he still was in, he was a seven time all star so he made seven all star teams in a lot less time than Scott Rowland made seven all star teams
7: but he, he okay he played in five hundred or so fewer games that's that's important. And uh, I, I think when you compare the full quality of what Roland brought, both in power, elite base running, and I would say one of the best, and I would say admittedly, Scott Roland was a better defensive third baseman than David Wright, and it that's sure. a fairly sure. clear statement to make. And so we are honoring here the best, probably the best defensive third baseman of his time, one of the best ever in addition to being a, a power hitter on a team that won a World Series, uh, I just I think there's a little bit more um, in terms of the, the both the resume, the length, and what he achieved in Roland's career. But I promise you, as a voter, I'll take a close look at David Wright uh, in November and December of 2023.
5: Well, let me back off the David Wright part of it, because you knew Smith was coming, so you'd already done your homework prepared for that. So. Yeah, that's right. Good job, I, was ready. You, I came
7: prepared with factual yep. information.
5: That's my guy. I, I, I knew you would let me down. But as for the case of Roland himself, right, in in the comparison to David, right? Sure. But what do you say to those wondering why it takes six years for a guy to go from 10%, 11%, whatever that was, uh, to eking out and crossing that 75% threshold this year?
7: It's the hardest Hall of Fame to get into. And it is an impossibly high standard in many cases, obviously, uh, to get up to 75%. And Roland is someone who took time, I believe, for a lot of voters to fully appreciate what he achieved, and and the unique combination of the power that he brought at the plate, um, the excellent base running, the, the the defensive ability that was, as we already documented, one of the best in his era, in addition to all that he brought off the field. And there were a lot of intangibles with him. You know, there are there are in some cases. The, the character clause is brought up as, as something that keeps people out of the Hall of Fame. I think in the case of Roland, it was something that accentuated his resume. Um, I spoke with people that played with him and executives that had him on, his, on their teams, and they say that he was the example for their entire organization. Of how to conduct yourself and that was the case for multiple organizations that I heard that from and when that is how you are presented and perceived within the clubhouse and then you make eight you make seven all-star appearances and win eight gold gloves and are the rookie of the year and are a key player on on a postseason team in St. Louis and help the Reds rebuild their organization that is a broad Hall of Fame resume. Now, I'm a big Hall of Fame guy. I voted for 10 guys on this ballot. Uh, I believe that Helton belongs. I believe Wagner belongs. I believe Gary Sheffield belongs. I believe Jimmy Rollins belongs. Uh, I'm a big Hall guy. And uh, for me, by that standard, Roland clearly was a Hall of Famer. And I just think it took a lot of time for my
0: colleagues around the sport to, to come around to the same conclusion. See, here's where I disagree with you, JP, because if there was one other guy who was a slam dunk Hall of Fame candidate, right, coming in this year, Scott Rowland's not getting in. He's not getting 75% of the vote. So he's very fortunate that this year, because there was no other slam dunk candidate, he's able to get in. He may not have gotten in in any other year Except for this one, so uh, th- it takes away a little bit of the guy's a Hall of Famer or he's not. Well, he's a Hall of Famer because what happened this year, and and you know you, you you going down all the stuff that he went for his entire career. I'm, I'm with you on all it. All those are great things, but when you, I think when you have to get down to here's his presence in the clubhouse and here's what he did from team to team. I think then you're, you're starting to make it trying to make an excuse for voting for a guy rather than say, hey, this is pretty obvious. A guy it should be pretty obvious a guy goes into the Hall of Fame.
7: Well, I, I, would, I would say this, that the year that Derek Jeter went in, uh, Larry Walker got in on his 10th and final time on the ballot. So that, that proves that even when you have a no-doubter, as Jeter was, there is still often space on your ballot to have someone who took time to accrue that level of support. Uh, this, this, to me, is, is, is a good case and a good case study or why, A, this is a hard Hall of Fame to get into, and B, the different avenues that you can take. Roland was someone that the, the sabermetric voters liked, and then there were enough traditional voters that saw the more of the counting stats and the uniqueness of the gold gloves and the all-star appearances at that position, and then what he did on significant postseason teams in St. Louis and, all, and also in Cincinnati, and saw a complete resume. To, for me... This election is emblematic of 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 how many boxes the modern candidate has to check. You have to check the sabermetric box, you have to check the traditional box, you have to check the free from scandal box, uh, which obviously Beltran was not able to do on this first time on the ballot because of the sign-stealing scandal. Why the the steroid-era players, most of them of course, um, with Bonds and Clemens, they didn't make it last year and and they were roundly shut out by the Veterans Committee as well. So uh, this this was, I think, an important outcome. I'm still a little bit baffled at the lack of support for Jeff Kent, who I believe is a decidedly deserving Hall of Famer. Uh, But at least this takes one person who deserved it in my estimation in Roland and gives us a little bit more space next year to consider the likes of Beltre Utley Maurer and yes David
5: Wright as you discussed earlier uh, I think the Jeff Kent thing comes down to a likability issue people don't it, it,
7: I, maybe uh, and it, it's a fair question uh, because I can't figure out why he's not in But and I would also say that there are Numerous players in the Hall, who who did not have cordial relations with the media, and still got in. Um, and and Kent should have been the most obvious candidate of all because of his the reality that he has more homers and RBIs than any second baseman right. ever. That's a fairly obvious reason to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. Um, and his defense was not nearly as bad as people made it out to be. You know, I, I spoke this week with Rich Aurelia who, uh, one of his teammates, of course, played shortstop alongside him when Jeff was the second baseman in San Francisco. And Rich said he thought he stood in there and turned the double play as well as anybody he ever played beside in the major leagues. And so I think his defense was maligned unfairly. And I, I do believe the, the Veterans Committee when they take up his case in three years will prove him, but the point is it shouldn't have taken that long. He's going to be like a Fred McGriff, who was a unanimous choice the first time he appeared in a Veterans Committee ballot, and candidly, uh, the, the baseball writers collectively, we should be embarrassed at the way McGriff was handled on our ballot, because he was a great candidate then and is a great candidate now.
5: Yeah, it didn't hit any of those magic numbers that people like. Let me, let me follow up on, on Kent. Sorry, Jason. Uh, just real quick, do you, do you think any of the Barry Bond stuff rubs off on him? It should. Right, but I mean that some of his numbers get inflated because of Bonds being inflated? Yeah. I, I don't think that that really has
7: much of a bearing on Kent's candidacy. I mean, to be honest, I, I think Kent was probably hurt by two narratives. One, the defensive narrative, which was unfair. And two, I do think players who who play for multiple teams and, and maybe don't spend a decade with one of them um, – it is a little bit more challenging for them to gather momentum because they don't have that one single team that's the force in really publicizing and supporting their candidacy. Uh, you know, Walker, of course, played a few different places, and again, it took him ten years. It can take some players a little bit more time. When, when in in Kent's case, I agree. I think of him as a giant, but he played a lot of years with the Astros finished his career as a Dodger um there there are and certainly there was a time with the Mets that there are players that that move around a fair amount Sheffield might be one case obviously there's the uh, there's a link to having um unknowingly as he said uh, used the cream from Balco back in 2002 um as as Gary had described it so uh, that there's that complexity for Sheffield but I also think he's hurt a bit by not being that one clear team that can run the PR campaign that convinces people to vote for a particular candidate.
0: No, I figured it out, JP. I don't know, but you just stumbled onto it. This is what You who are the people we just talked about? David Wright, Jeff Kent, Gary Sheffield, what's the common denominator? They are all Mets at one time or related to a Met, and so that's what's <laughs> happening. That you got to get in. You got to an anti-Mets that. bias. That's what's going right, on. Right, Jeff can't well, hey, played Sheff- for the Mets, we're oh, Sheff- keeping him out. <laughs> right, Gary a Sheffield was related to Dwight Gooden; he's his uncle. Dwight Gooden, famous for the Mets. Well, You're not you getting got to pull the either. lid off this, JP. Hey, Jason,
7: uh, Gary Sheffield hit his 500th home run with the Mets.
0: I know
5: That's all they, they, Remember, but they're, from the okay, they're all
0: tied with the Mets. Even more than just Super related to a Mets, Yeah, but <laughs> it was became... more fun to say. It was more fun to say being related to Dwight and related well, to the well, Mets. Was so here's fun. the point,
7: okay? Sheffield,
0: Sheffield, I voted for Billy Wagner.
7: I voted for, and and by the way, on Wagner, and this was mentioned a bit on the air today, but I want to make sure for our listening audience that we all understand what an absolute Hall of Famer Billy Wagner is, should be, hopefully, will be. Billy Wagner is naturally right-handed. He broke his right arm twice as a kid, and so he couldn't actually throw a baseball anymore with that arm. And that's how he learned to, to throw a ball left-handed. He is right-handed, and he threw a ball 100 miles an hour left-handed and is arguably the most dominant reliever ever and is going to go to the Hall of Fame hopefully next year. He also, and I want every, every travel ball family to think about this for a moment, Billy Wagner, who eventually is going to go in the Hall of Fame, was a star at Division Three Ferrum College in the great state of Virginia. Okay, he and his wife met there as athletes. Uh, his wife, Sarah, was a basketball star. Uh, their daughter, Olivia, is now a basketball star at Radford. Their son is a minor league player in the Astros system. So uh, great athletes can come from anywhere, including Division Three Ferrum College.
0: <laughs> John Paul Morosi with us, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio Insider, live from Cooperstown as we talk and break down the Hall of Fame vote. All right, so so Billy Wagner, former Met, hopefully he gets again the ties to the Mets. They wind up they, they're not getting in. JP, um, Alex Rodriguez. First time around, what was it, 34% of the vote. This time around, well, clearly the best player on the ballot, but he also had his own uh, PED issues. This year round, 35% on the ballot. For the other guys, the Bonds, the McGraw, we saw a little bit of growth from year to year. It was very low, but then it would jump from 20 to 35% to 45% to 55%. Um, Is it good news or bad news for A-Rod that he's sitting at 35% again? Because I think that's kind of bad news for him. He didn't have any kind of jump at all.
7: Bad news. Bad news. Uh, I I look at his career as being very similar to Manny's in terms of how his time on the ballot is likely to go. Um, The the irony, and I was thinking about this earlier in the week. So I I voted for Bonds and Clemens uh, every year that I could because I accepted the inherent complexity of that time and said they were never suspended. Um, we don't know how many people were using at the time, and things were complicated during that early 2000s time period. And so I voted for Bonds and Clemens. Um, interestingly, if, if A-Rod had not been suspended in the biogenesis scandal, if he had, uh, if he had not been suspended under MLB's uh PED policy, which happened much later in his career, um, then I would have voted for him. The the revelations uh in the Selena Roberts book in, in uh in his interview with Peter Gammons in which he talked about the loosey goosey times, uh if that was if that was where it had ended, then I would have voted for A Rod today. But it didn't end there. We we know that now. And and that to me is, is the inherent tragedy I think of 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 the way that his career is viewed because if he had just stopped at that point he would have gotten the support of me and probably many others but he didn't and unfortunately that's that's where uh, I stand on him and it, and it's it is sad that for a player that great that tonight, honestly, you know, I was there doing segments, you know, all, all day, really. Uh, his, his candidacy doesn't really enter into my consciousness very often because he's not that close. And it's, and it's an easy no for me because he was suspended. And that's where I draw the line. And unfortunately for both him and Manny, they're afterthoughts when I fill out my
4: ballot.
5: All right, JP, last one Uh, with just a couple of weeks left before pitchers and catchers start to report. I mean, how are you spending your time? Are you perusing minor league rosters? Are you you just watching uh, college buckets and napping Or, or are you fully immersed in the NHL?
7: Well, that's a great question. I mean, for this, first of all, is a World Baseball Classic year, as you both know, uh, and so I've been working on uh, getting my, my rosters organized and, and uh, figuring out who's playing for whom and connecting with the managers of the national teams. Did you know, by the way, that Jazz Chisholm, superstar of the Miami Marlins, is going to be playing for Team Great Britain at this World Baseball Classic? I'm excited about that. That's a pretty good uh, So I've, I've been uh, connecting with uh, – had a great conversation with Drew Spencer, who's going to be the manager of Team Great Britain. Uh, so we're going to hear there's going to be a game played in Phoenix between Team USA and Great Britain, at which we'll hear both God Save the King and the Star Spangled Banner. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So it's a lot of World Baseball Classic, a little bit of college and junior hockey still, as you know. Um, have not watched much football, but you know that about me. I don't really watch yeah. it. Um, I, I did arrive – the, the way Cooper's that last town. one ended, too. Yeah, I just... So here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I got to, to upstate New York, and there's a lot of excitement about the Bills, and then by about the third quarter, there wasn't. And so uh, I, I was uh, <laughs> following that game on the radio. I said, "This uh, okay, I guess it sounds like uh, there's not going to be a big celebration here. And so then I, I moved on to begin uh, preparing my case for Scott Rowland because I knew that I was going to be asked about it by Jason Smith and Mike Harmon.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at... John Morosi, that is at John Morosi, live from Cooperstown. Check him out at MLB Network here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, the NHL playoffs are going to be coming up soon. He's going to be covering them. He's going to be covering spring for Michigan football. It's all over. It's all happening. Yeah. Appreciate and by that.
7: the way, I heard that there. Uh, quick story. Uh, I understand that the quarterback of the Niners, I think his last name is Purdy. His father is a former baseball player. Well, there you go. John- See, the- Sean Purdy, you, got, yep. you gotta you, you, you gotta baseball. have
0: that. I want eight hundred words on that on, on MLB.com. I'm gonna look up Sean Purdy's career. I don't know. I don't know a thing about his
7: son. I just okay. know that he played <laughs> in the game, and that I, I think San Francisco won. That's all I
0: got. Hey, that was really you'll well have, done. You'll have seven hundred and fifty words on Sean Purdy, and just and his son is Brock Purdy, and that's where you're the gonna game. end. <laughs> okay,
7: I'll, I'll work on that. W- where did he play in
0: college, Brock? Oh well, wait, listen, he Brock was, was Iowa State. He was Iowa State. State. And he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. He's, he's quite relevant now, it appears. Yes, he is. That kind be, of a big deal. Could, There's yeah. a title. Mr. Relevant. There's a title of your column right there. I love it. I, there was a good <laughs> – my understanding of the
7: Niners quarterbacks was like Montana, Young, and Walsh. I knew those guys. Not if sure, you so w-
0: Well, Walsh was the coach, but I, I got, I got you. <laughs> no, I got no, you. Steve Walsh was was one of the backups. Oh, Steve. Walsh. Yeah, wow. no, you you went right from Steve. Montana and Young to Steve Walsh. Let's look go. it up. <laughs> get up get a minus. little Steve Bono in
5: there <laughs> while you're at it.
0: Wow, you got a Steve Walsh from John Paul <laughs> that <was> good. Nice. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk Bye, JP. Enjoy the hall, buddy. Oh, Steve Walsh. I'm like, oh god. Oh, Steve Walsh. Okay.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
8: Pacific.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my his friend Mike Harmon. What are we doing? <laughs> Live from the Tyrac.com studios. Not anymore.
5: <laughs> what's the well, matter, we're Frostburg? still here. What do you mean, what's the matter? What's
0: the matter? What is this? He hates 96? the California
5: Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time <laughs> the Mets were good. Stop. <laughs> stop. We were in the playoffs <laughs> last year. Listen. Play?
0: We talk play- uh, playoffs? Playoffs. We'll get back to... Aaron Rodgers coming up in a few minutes, but I'm pretty sure I can play quarterback matchmaker now after big news today for another team that's going to be looking for a quarterback, right? I I told you Lamar Jackson and the Patriots are the fit, right? That's the fit. You love them so Is it going, but are the Ravens going to trade him, to the Patriots, right? Are they going to piss off every other owner in the NFL by saying, you really had to help restart the Patriots dynasty. We just had Belichick where we wanted. He didn't have a quarterback. He was 500. He was beating all of us for 20 years. Now you're going to help him again? Well, but Um, he also brought back a guy who actually knows something about coaching offense. Right. Goodbye, Matt Patricia. The Lions are no longer paying you, so we Mm -hmm. fixed the glitch. He brings back Bill O'Brien, who got his start all those years ago. Uh, Now he's not going to be in a position to make any moves and trade players. Yeah, no, Trader Bill. (laughs) But uh, him being the OC with New England, I I I can see what they're going through and they're going to try to do this off season. Bill O'Brien, Coach Mac Jones at Alabama. Right. Mac Jones, very excited. This is clearly a move that will say, all right, whatever we want to do, we're going to wind up keeping Mac Jones. Right? This to me tells me Mac Jones isn't going anywhere and they're going to do the somebody else is going to come in to battle it out with Mac Jones. Now, it's going to be difficult because who would you bring in? Right. Who would suddenly fit in? Well, I'll go in to be the quarterback there, but I don't want to go in to battle it out with Mac Jones. But who fits that bill? The guy that Belichick wanted to replace Brady all along that has a lot less options because he finished the year injured. The guy he wanted to say, "You want, you." want this is the guy that I want to be my quarterback because I told you I could win with him. And then everybody fought everybody and I had to watch him get traded to the 49ers. This move today with Bill O'Brien tells me Mac Jones will be there, but you can't just go in with Mac Jones. They're going to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. He Jimmy. comes back to New England, and it's going to be Garoppolo Jimmy. and Mac Jones battling it out to be the starting quarterback. Because Garoppolo can't really write his ticket anymore. You have other guys out there. Look, now Aaron Rodgers is out there. Brady is out there. Other players, Derek Carr is out there. So it's going to be difficult for him to find a landing spot. But to go back, the best avenue to starting is going to wind up being with New England. He's going to go back there, and Belichick will be very happy to bring him back.
5: Derek Carr, Brady, possibly Lamar and A-Rod. You go through There's some other veterans that shake loose and obviously the draft class. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Right, go back to familiarity where you were growing and internally all reports where they liked you. And then if you believe any of the books that have been written and that guys got fat got on a little bit, we're like you. Fever dreams of everybody hating each other. (laughs) And now you have the opportunity when you still have the jury out on how well Mac Jones is acclimating to things, how good and how how high his ceiling is. Garoppolo can come in, and if he's not 100%, doesn't need to be the guy right away, but can be that that veteran to go to if things go awry, because opportunity is going to be there. They just need also to go find some more skill position players. But that's a whole other thing. It's a good thing Bill O'Brien doesn't have the keys to the car.
0: Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, Bill Belichick was saying, "What? do we? What do we have?" Going Although on Belichick still has them, so we yeah, saw it all did works out. out. What do we? What, what? What do we do today? Oh, Bill. Yeah. Look, yeah. I traded every quarterback we had. Wait, wait. You what? Yeah, yeah. I told him it was okay. It was something you want to do. I'm sorry, I can't get it out of my blood. I just, I just have to do. I just have to make trades. I traded. Oh, and I traded Ramondre Stevenson as well. <laughs> sorry about that. I, didn't that. I had to do that. Had to get rid of those guys. I'm telling you, Jimmy G coming back to New England. Jimmy. Coming up next, where's Aaron Rodgers headed? After today, we know he's heading somewhere. This is Fox Sports Radio. Not the bleeping Jets.